Hey, it's Crystal McFadden, host of the Crystal Conversations podcast. Before the intro starts, I just wanted to say hello. I am so excited you are listening in on season two. We are really honing in on the focus of resiliency as it relates to mental health. These are professionals, people with their own personal journey. The whole goal is to just pour into you with the education, knowledge, and wisdom that they have to share for your benefit. So grab your notebook, grab a pen, and please don't forget to invite a friend to the conversation. I'm glad you're here, and I can't wait to see you again. Take care. Hi there. Welcome to the Crystal Conversations podcast. My name is Crystal McFadden, and I am welcoming you to this place where conversations of growth and resiliency, faith and falling meet your day-to-day challenges with authentic stories of the struggle, each equipping and encouraging you to own the value of your journey. Thank you for joining this Crystal Conversation. Hello, listeners. If you are catching this, when it is just airing, it is summertime. At least it's summertime for those of us where winter makes us sad and dreary, and we're so glad sunshine is here. But if you get sunshine all the time, could you please send some to us when it gets dark and cold up here in Western PA? We would appreciate it. Anyway, I am so glad you are here for this conversation because our guest today, I have been watching her grow and flourish for goodness, who knows how many years, because I don't even know if I was officially saved. And I have been saved for about 13 years. And of course, like every woman has to have a direct sales business, I ran into this lady with one of those. And the reality is those come and go, but the friends that you make and the connections that you make and the people across your life that you get to watch grow and change and have family things, that's what I have taken from that. And not only that is she is a service-minded believer. She wants to see others grow. She wants to see them healthy. And she has worked her tail off for the journey she is about to share with you. And so it is my honor and my privilege to let you get to know Miss Amberlyn Roush. Welcome, dear. Hi, thank you so much, Crystal. I really, really appreciate it. What a beautiful introduction. I love that. <laughs> You're so sweet. It, it is crazy how like God crosses everyone's path and you sort of weave in and out of like this chaotic life, but you're like, I like that person. I remember her heart. Amen. It really makes a difference. <laughs> And I feel like, I, unfortunately, I'm one of those people that's like, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about resiliency and wellness topics is because everything's sort of like this haze. And I remember like clips and different things here and there, but I don't remember all the details. <laughs> and then I guess when you have kids, you, you uh, lose parts of time and seasons and all that too. Yes, you do. <laughs> So speaking of family and blips of life and people crossing, tell the listeners a little bit about who are you? Okay. Um, So I really want to just say, hey, I'm married. I got four kids and just go on to this picture perfect, you know, um, way of telling you my life. But really, it was not like that. Um, So I was a teen mom. I had my kid very early. I got married as a teenager. I went on to have four kids. 
Um, and it was pretty rough. Um, I wound up actually, that the relationship broke up and I wound up getting remarried by the grace of the Lord. Um, and I wound up finishing school. I'm a registered nurse now. I wound up getting my bachelor's in nursing. Um, and now I'm a certified foot care specialist. And I just opened up um, my own foot wellness business. It's mobile and also a um, foot wellness academy to teach other healthcare professionals how to open up their own businesses from the ground up. So as you as you took this journey and you knew that you wanted to go back to school, get your degree and pursue nursing, I knew that was always on your heart. But foot wellness, how did that evolve for you? So I've been praying for a long time. Like I always felt like I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just knew it. Like I wanted to have my priorities in order. I want, always wanted to be God first, family second, career third. You know, I've always had that in my heart. Um, so I wound up just, um, just I just wound up, sorry, I'm getting nervous. <laughs> You're good. Um, I wound up just, basically I was in wound care um, and I basically saw other nurses. I was a certified nursing assistant at the time and I saw other nurses um, take care of feet. So there was podiatrists there. There was like plastic surgeons there. And as I was praying, I was actually in the hospital setting and I knew that I did not want to stay in the hospital setting. Um, I knew that my priorities were just all over the place. Uh, it was like 16 hour days sometimes. Uh, I missed a lot of activities, a lot of important events. And so that's whenever I actually stumbled across um, someone else doing a foot wellness um, in a different state, actually. I found them on TikTok, which is really weird, but you know, God can use anything. And I've noticed that um, he's uses social media, he uses the internet in general. Um, and so I wound up clicking on it and a lot of nurses didn't realize that they can have their own businesses doing that. Mm. And I was like, I really believe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> so I never realized how much of our health can stem from the health of our feet. I mean, I, I find it fascinating, like some of the natural tricks of like putting Vicks on your feet and then having socks and like just the ridiculous things that yeah. are like the old school tricks, but there's a lot of like medical substance behind the wellness of our feet that affects other parts of our body. Absolutely. What kind of what kind of things do you think are maybe underestimated that people don't realize when you don't tear, take care of your feet, this could happen? Absolutely. Um, so I am big on so I'll do a little education, I guess what I tell my patients. Um, so basically, you know, whenever you apply lotion, let's say if your feet are dry, it's important to not apply lotion in between the feet because it can actually cause breakdown in between the toes that can lead into like you know, like athlete's foot or like fungus and then infection can occur. Um, so that's like a really big deal. And then whenever you take a shower to dry in between your feet. So, another, you know, another reason so infection doesn't occur. Same with soaking your feet. A lot of people have been used to the therapeutic side of things on soaking your feet and they feel like that is what you should be doing. But actually that's against best practice. 
that you're not supposed to soak your feet because it actually will dry your feet out, which can cause cracking. And then again, you know, our skin is our first line of defense against infection, right? So if that cracks, then that barrier is broken. And then we are more susceptible to bacteria getting in and cellulitis, sepsis. And a lot of people don't realize that. That's a really interesting point because so often we underestimate the the simple things that we can do to keep infection away. And what you're saying is a lot of the times we make these assumptions or we just don't care so much that it's opening these this crack, this dryness, which is removing that first line of defense. Mm -hmm. And then that's allowing infection to enter the body in a place where we really don't pay much attention to. Right. And that gets really funky because we wear all sorts of shoes, all sorts of places. That is true. (laughs) You don't realize it can cause all kinds of problems. Ulcers can happen down from you not cutting your toenails um, straight across uh, and like you leave a little teeny piece and it jabs in as it grows out and you can get an infection. And let's say if you have diabetes, that, you know, it's hard for people to heal. So then ulcers happen and amputations can happen. So that's where I step in as like a preventative measure. Before these things happen, I come in and say, hey, let's take care of this before this happens. Now, the one thing that really caught my attention that I was like, oh, I have to talk to Amberlynn <laughs> was I saw one of your posts that talked about care for senior citizens as a mobile foot care nurse where you go in and tend and it's just such a sweet thing because there are folks who are like I don't even want to see your feet from 20 feet away (laughs) let alone see someone's feet who can't really care for most of their life like all all the basic rhythms and habits and things you would love to do for yourself. Sometimes the elderly don't have that, that luxury. And what you're doing is you're tending to a very important need, mitigating that risk of infection, which could essentially be deadly for them and going to them, which means not asking for a driver, not asking for all of these things. Like you're just blessing them at a popular, it just, it made my heart so happy. I just couldn't hardly stand myself. Oh, thank you so much. It definitely is very, very humbling. Um, Just having this service, I've met some amazing people. Um, Some people don't see doctors at all. Um, Some people have had their nails grow out 14 plus years. So I've Mm. seen like inches, inches, inches thick, long, um, you know, people that just didn't feel comfortable going to the doctor, um, especially nowadays, I guess a lot of podiatrists are sending um, patients to go to a salon. And a lot of these patients, they have health issues. Um, They have, you know, some of them have sores in their legs. You know, some are too embarrassed to have their feet seen, especially at a salon. That's like a beauty treatment where, where they feel more comfortable calling me, which I call myself the middleman between, or may I say middle woman, right? In between a podiatrist and a pedicurist. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that, that idea, because like you said, you're doing preventative. You're not, not cutting off their foot. You're not the surgeon. Exactly. I'm not a podiatrist. You know, I see things that can be handled. It's routine foot care. It's not, you know, me handling infected you know, toenails, I always refer out um, okay. as needed. So you're continuing to build a referral list of 
podiatrist who can deal with more severe issues, but you're also trying to help them so they don't get to that point. Yes. Um, Where if you can do something at the comfort of their own home with the safety and really giving them that dignity of let's get you ready to be seen. Right. Absolutely. And, and some people I've noticed that they don't feel comfortable having their mom or their dad or even themselves leave the house because of fall risk. And so this gives them the opportunity instead of taking them out of the house, I can just come in. So it actually helps prevent falling as well. So that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that because it's, it's emotional, like the, the humility and the, the pride of going out and being seen, but also like just the physical risk of, oh yeah, getting out of the house is hard for many folks. Um, not just emotionally, but physically. Yeah. What would you say, is there someone that, and you wouldn't give identifying information, but is there a story that really captured your heart that says, you know what, I can't, I can't give this up. Like this is, this is the real deal. I'm, I'm doing this. Um, yes, actually I had a lady, um, sit there and talk to me actually about God. She was a Christian and it was amazing because it was a little bit out of my way. And I decided to take a, a little trip out there. And she was just saying like, this is so humbling. Just like you said in the beginning, like you are sitting here serving these people where a lot of people don't feel comfortable, you know, being at someone's feet, but you're able to minister to them, to love on them, to talk to them. And I, like I said, you know, whenever I was in healthcare in the hospital setting, you were in and out of that room, you know, there was no time to pray with them. There was no time to barely even give a gentle touch. I mean, I I would do the best I could, but I was afraid of messing something up medication wise or, you know, anything like that. And so it was actually so nice to be able to build that rapport, um, to let that person know that they're loved, that they're seen, that they're cared for. Um, that they're not just abandoned out here, you know what I mean? Stuck in a house where nobody sees them or cares about them, you know, that somehow, you know, God brought me on this journey that I'm going to see these people and, you know, taking care of their need, but also their emotional needs, not just physical need, but also like emotional needs sometimes, you know, it's really cool. That's really powerful because, I know that there's been times where I've needed extra care through my medical journey. And when people come to my house, not only was it a blessing because they came to my house, but it was also an internal battle of, I don't know if I'm worth you coming all the way out here. Like one of those, one of those feelings where, no, you don't have to don't, don't go out of your way, save the trouble. And I'm sure you probably hear that a lot too. Oh my gosh, I do. And they don't even realize um, how much it's needed, but thankfully for family members stepping in too and saying, no, no, this is important. You know, like you need this scene. And sometimes people get shy. Like, I wish I could take care of this myself and I can't. So a lot of people are so grateful, but you were absolutely right. Like this is, you know, this is too much, you know, this is, oh goodness. Like I would just cry. And I'd be like, I'm so sorry you have to care for me. And it was such a difficult time that to have someone come in for something so important Mm -hmm. 
because as you mentioned, like a couple of illnesses, multiple to include diabetes, to include mm -hmm. other issues that could become infections that could become more serious. Like our feet is essentially that foundational piece of us that when they're missing, hurt, sore, all of that, other issues begin to occur. Yeah. Um, I always geek out because when I go to the chiropractor, you see like each vertebrae means like this part of the body and this part of the body. Well, There's wild. a lot of similarities with the feet, right? Like certain parts of your feet can affect other parts of your wellness. Is that correct? Well, I mean, I'd say so. Yes. If there's like an open area, you know, in your foot, it'll affect all kinds of <laughs> other systems, you know, or you're not able to walk. How are you going to exercise? You have to find other ways to help your heart. You know, basically you can't just lay around on the couch if your feet are hurting, you know, or, you know, your toenails are so long that they're, you know, you're going to fall over where I've had patients that their nails were so long, they were catching on the carpets. Hmm. So they were scared to walk because they would fall basically. It was just like, like a little and you don't really know what to do once your mm -hmm. feet are at that condition, because mm -hmm. where do you start unless you're trained and certified like you are Amen. Mm -hmm. that you kind of know the, the process to walk through, to get them back to a healthy level. Right. Absolutely. That is so cool. Now, do you have a do you have a few key referrals? Like if someone had just gotten out of the hospital, if they're struggling with something specific, like, is there an ideal route that someone says, my family member definitely needs a referral or this person is like almost like outpatient care or something? Are there a few referral lines that someone could think of that says, oh yeah, this is definitely something I need to remember? Well, I, I normally would, you know, refer out like to a podiatrist, let's say if someone has like an infected nail, that's like pussing, it's red bleeding. They have an ulcer that's wound up being like open, um, any open sores, you want to okay. get that checked out as soon as possible. That's not something to just let go. Okay. So where do they come before they get to the podiatrist? What step do they have that says Amberlynn's my person, not a podiatrist? So basically for like routine foot care, like if their nails, they just can't bend down, you know, you know, sometimes I struggle bending down, getting my own feet, you know? So even just people who might not have medical issues, it's just hard getting down there and yeah. properly trimming your nails. I've taken care of people who just, just can't reach it. <laughs> and so, yeah, cause what happens is like I said before, if they're not cutting it properly, they might leave a little jagged edge and it starts jabbing into the skin and it can become infected and people don't realize that. Okay. That makes sense too. Like just not accessing because yeah. like you mm -hmm. said, some days you just can't reach your own feet and it's like, yep. And sometimes they get so thick and people might have like a fungal, you know, I can't diagnose that's not my position, but okay. some people might have like fungal issues and the nails get thick, real thick. And they just need it trimmed down because the pressure that um, it causes in the shoe can actually make the, um, under the nail bed, it can make it, or on the nail bed, it can make it bleed because of the pressure on there. And then that again can cause a sore or it's just very painful to put shoes on and walk just because of the height of it, Yeah, you know, or the length, like I said before, you know, the length of the nail and it jabbing in um, into the 
into the skin. Actually, I've seen that too, where the nails are actually jabbing into the skin. And I just got it right in time before it started opening an area on their toes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now that's really important. So one question I'm coming up with that I think might be important is, so you have repeat clients. You have folks you can visit on a regular basis, whatever that looks like, yes. and just build that relationship. This isn't like a, like a one-time service piece out. This is, hey, you are now my people. Absolutely. That is it. I normally recommend every six to eight weeks just to keep up um, with the nails, with the, you know, the width and the length of it and really, really helps. And honestly, some people I've had, their nail plates are just extra wide. So it cuts into the sides of their feet. So when they're walking, um, it hurts, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I go in and I went up shaving down the corners so then they don't have to get surgery right away, which a lot of times I'm just preventing, you know, or I'm, I'm keeping the symptoms at bay, but maybe later on down the road, they might want to have a little surgery to take out that piece of the nail. Um, but I'm just there at least to help them in the meantime. And a lot of people choose that route actually. And that's, I mean, when you're looking at cost of a surgery and, and that type of thing, insurance or no insurance, that can be a costly just because it's a medical procedure rather than doing the maintenance, that six to eight week regimen of let's care for our feet, let's maintain quality of life, let's remove recovery time and still just care for ourselves. That can be just life breathing itself. Yes, absolutely. Now, do you only work on adults um, with your certification or do you have an age range that's preferred? No, there's no age range. Mm -mm. Whoever, if you need my services, I try my best to help. And having four kiddos of your own, you're just like, all right, let's do this. Let me help. <laughs> exactly. I, you see everything I feel like. And if I can't handle it, then I can just refer out. Okay. I, now, how do you see this serving your family? So maybe someone out there is trying to figure out what their path is. You were praying and saying, God, I know there's something out and I know the living the hospital life is not for me. It doesn't mean that it's wrong for anyone else, but for me and my family, I want to serve well. And, and this is the route. What were there any good questions that you asked or things you realized about yourself that was like this mobile approach, this personalized approach, this repeat client approach, like whatever that looks like, how did that process unfold for you? So basically, I honestly, let me be really real with you. So I actually struggle so severely with anxiety and OCD. I have struggled. I mean, I still, I have to battle it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's weird when I, I got into mobile foot care because going to the hospital every single day I remember just sitting there at the wheel like god I have to drive 35 minutes and I'm like for some reason I would just panic you know just mm. knowing the responsibility that were on my shoulders I'm going in here I'm taking care of these people I hope I don't hurt them you know and not just that but just fear after COVID and everything like that fear overtook me is what happened and so I, every day I'm like, well, you know, I'd have to like convince myself, well, you can just pull over. Okay. Well, you can figure this, you know? Um, and then I wound up, like I said, getting into mobile foot care. 
And my first thing was, how are you going to be driving everywhere, girlfriend, to myself? But I said, God has my back. He will make me get to where I need to. And I believe that. I believe that with all of my being that he would provide wherever it is that I needed to go, that he would help me get there. Whether I was praising and worshiping the whole entire time, I was shouting a scripture out over and over again, (laughs) um, that he was with me and to truly believe that he was with me. And that, you know, I I just had to go over and over again. Like God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, (laughs) you know, that I can get to point A from point B. Um, And so that was a really, really big deal for me. And then also it was scary going into people's houses at first, not really sure, you know, what I was getting myself into, but honestly, it's been the biggest blessing. I've met the most amazing people. I mean, it's been so rewarding. I can, you know, get my son off onto the bus and then have my appointment at 9 a.m. And I can get there early and leave within an hour to an hour and a half for the first visit. And then the next visit is only like a half an hour to 45 minutes. And so like I can have so many appointments and schedule around my family. That was huge for me. (laughs) Um, Wait, I don't have to say goodbye for 12 to 16 hours at a Mm. clip. How amazing. Yes, it was. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, I am so blessed when I say that. I don't mean that lately. It's weird because the door closed to the hospital. I didn't force that close. It just happened Mm -hmm. because a lot of stuff was going on. And I was like, okay, God, now what? (laughs) And so we sometimes see, see things as, okay, was that door closed? My failure now. What, you know, and people talk and they say stuff and you know, your heart, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. You're just following the Lord and people questioning stuff. And it's like, God, I know you have my back. So as that one door closed, he had another door that was open for me. I just didn't see it at the time. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. God amazes me. He really does. It's so cool to hear that because listeners, as, as Amberlynn mentioned, anxiety is not one of those things. And particularly those in the Christian sphere who battle anxiety. Sometimes we are, we are made to feel bad about the fact that we're battling fear and that we are battling this concern and this worry. And sometimes it's paralyzing. Sometimes it's paralyzing and sometimes it physically hurts our bodies we're so scared and it's not just say a verse be better it's not just get more faith and then it goes away like there are active things that we have to take to war with us against the anxiety against the fear against the attacks for keeping us off track and Amber Lynn mentioned a number of them that she just started to do because she had to (laughs) doors were closing doors were opening and she knew she needed to move there were kids to be fed there like and so tangibly if you're saying like I feel like that sometimes and I don't know what to do one of the things was she gave her permit herself permission to pause if she was driving somewhere that created anxiety I heard you mention like I can pull over Like you gave yourself permission. You filled in the I can statement. Mm -hmm. Anxiety may have given you 57 I can'ts and how the world is going to end. But you filled in, what can I do? I can pull over. And then once you started doing mobile, I can worship. I can repeat scripture. 
I can make my schedule manageable around the people and the things that I care about. And so, so you really took the same rhythms of, I have to go to work. I have to make a living. Like my kids need fed. I'd like to use my degree. I work so hard for. And, and even though there were so many things that were, were sort of adding that pressure emotionally, mentally, physically on you, you started to just cry out and say, Lord, where? Mm -hmm. And know that he would equip you on whatever that path he was opening the door for. And you started to identify that. So listeners, if you are just in a place of fear, I know I do that. And I start to listen to my language. I start to hear what it is that I think I'm failing at, or I'm terrible at, or what I cannot do. And when I start hearing that, I know that this is not God speaking. This is not me stepping into what he's equipped me to do, or it's highlighting maybe I'm misaligned. Maybe I'm running my life instead of surrendering it in a way that he, (laughs) I see you, Amberlynn. Amberlynn's, if you're not watching our video and you're listening to the podcast, she's, she's like, yep, you try to run your life. See what happens, huh? (laughs) Amen. I'm serious. I noticed when I actually surrendered to him, because I realized I was trying to make it all work out on my own. It's actually what I was doing. Yes, I was a Christian. Yes, I gave my I gave myself to the Lord. Yes, he was my Lord, quote unquote, and savior, but I was the one running the ship. Does that make sense? And so you had plans. What'd you say? You had your own plans. Yes. And you could realize why he wouldn't get on board. (laughs) Exactly. Until I wound up surrendering to him. And I said, I repent, Lord. I'm so sorry that I thought that I had this all figured out. I don't have it figured out. And I'm now going to surrender to you. And whatever it is that you tell me to do, I'm going to trust you that you're going to provide for us that you're going to show me the right direction. I'm going to say, no. I'm going to say yes, when I want to say no for things that are of him. Yeah. You know, obviously when I need to say no, I'll say no, but I realized just because I'm, I'm afraid doesn't mean I say no. And I actually picked up a book called do it afraid by Joyce Myers. And oh my gosh, like it is so good because it says just do it afraid. And I, and it's so weird because the day I opened up my book that I bought, I open up the Bible and guess what it said on the pages? It said, do it afraid. And I said, Lord, I said, <laughs> that is you. That is you. I will do it afraid. I will do, I, I will stand on your word, but I'm still going to do it anyway. I'm not going to let it stop me just because I feel afraid. It's a feeling. Eventually that feeling is going to go away as you step out and you trust the process or else there will never be, there will never be an elevation. If you cannot step out of your comfort zone, you will never step into the purpose that you're called because you're always thinking in your mind, what if, or how am I going to figure this out? His ways are way bigger than our own ways and our own thoughts. And that's what it comes down to. And then trusting that God, I trust your ways are higher than mine. Your thoughts are greater than mine. So, and that's so important because we've actually been reading through the book of Acts as a family and we're at the, the place right where Paul is announcing, I think they're in Ephesus right now, and he's going back to Jerusalem and Paul knows the Holy Spirit has delivered this news that like something bad is about to happen. 
like this, this fear. So Paul's kind of saying his goodbyes. He's like, I'm not going to be back this time. I have given you all of me. I've preached the gospel and I've encouraged you and I've called you out and I've invited you to this life of salvation. I have to go now. And, and everyone's crying and there's all this, like, it seems like it should be wrong. Well, don't go, don't step into it. But that's not how God works. God calls us into the places we are uncomfortable so that our dependence is fully on him and the glory goes to him. Like, no, we're not going to have a life that makes perfect sense to us. That's really comfortable. Like Right. We wouldn't need him. <laughs> hey, no, really. That makes sense. We wouldn't need him. And, you know, if we really felt like we'd have it all figured out, then what was the point? <laughs> no, it's cool that we can trust him. Actually, it, you know, his yoke's easy. His burden is light. He tells us that for a reason. And I, it was always just like a saying to me until I really actually let it down at his feet. Everything. I started having like a journal. I write everything out. I have multiple notebooks and I write down my feelings, everything I feel, God, I don't, I don't think I can handle this today. Lord, I, you know, everything. And then I have a gratitude notebook where I'm thanking him for the things that he is providing the people, the opportunities, you know, everything like that. And then, you know, I have another book, you know, of my visions for my business or just my family in general. And it's so amazing when you lay this all down at his feet and you just don't think about it. You're like, God, yep. okay, here you go. I, I give it to you. You tell me to. <laughs> and so, and the Kyrie scripture real quick, because now that I'm actually like on this side of things here, um, in Philippians, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And it sounds like a cutesy little thing, but that's why I started those notebooks. And when I tell you the prayers that have been answered, it is super natural. When I actually like finally <laughs> told him I'm not God, sorry, he has truly provided in ways that are truly supernatural. I, I could go on for days. <laughs> and that's, that's so powerful, especially not only as a mom, not only as a wife, Surely not just because you're a business owner, but because you recognize who God is as Lord. Yeah. And when we lay these things down, I have the same experience when I bring my mess onto the paper and mm -hmm. I'm like, Lord, I don't have answers. I don't know how to sort these feelings. Mm -hmm. All of these emotions and thoughts are just flying. And then it's like, Oh my goodness. Now, granted, he doesn't always answer like we want him to, <laughs> as you mentioned, his ways are not our ways. We would like, oh, well, you are just wonderful child. I love you so much. And I'm just going to change all your situations. No, he's usually calling us out on something. He's usually saying, oh, well, you were being selfish or, oh, you were trying to run things or, oh, you want it this way. But if you would just trust me, let me do it this way. Yes. And it, it shapes us. And I think that's kind of what you're noticing is you knew you were pursuing a nursing career and you knew you had plans on how you were going to make a living and how you were going to provide for your family and what that looked like. 
And he just totally twisted that into a way that was more flexible and tending in such a way that was honoring him and other people and allowed you deeper connections. Amen. It's amazing. I never planned this. I, I mean, and he still surprises me with the things that he has in store and it's like, God, I never would have thought that, but okay. You know, (laughs) he's incredible, truly. And you're just like, I would like to think that I'm not going to plan things anymore, but I know that I am. And then I'm going to say, sorry. And then I'm going to let you do a better plan because you're God and I'm not. That is so true. It's so easy to pick that back up again, that burden, that problem. And that's what I learned when I sobbed to God about certain stuff. I know it sounds funny, but it's scriptural. You know, mm-hmm. we go in, we see, you know, we reap with, the, or I forget, the, I forget the scripture, but you go in with crying basically. And then yes. you leave with joy. But I've noticed like when I truly go to him with my sobs and my crying and God work this out specifically, God does actually like move in your favor. And, you know, it's not in a way that, like you said, it's not always in a way that we think but he does it in his own way. And it's better most of the time (laughs) that I could think of. I'm like, this is great, you know, but you're right. It's not always perfect, you know, but then you realize, and then you try better next time, but it's, but you accept the grace, you know, you're not always trying and trying. You're like, okay, God, I accept the grace. I'm not condemned. I thank God I'm not condemned. (laughs) And now help me and, you know, show me the way basically. Let me work this out. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's just a beautiful representation of you began practicing laying it down at his throne, like at his feet, just kneeled, sobbing, writing it down, really just handing things over. And essentially he's created that rhythm in your life where you are stepping out of your comfort zone into the homes of other people. You are stepping out of your own head and your own worries for the sake and the needs of someone else. And you're creating relationships where you get to build this rhythm with people in their lives and their needs and helping them just make it from season to season, knowing that it doesn't have to be like, I think we just think there's like five jobs in the whole world. And if you're not doing those five jobs, you're like somewhere insignificant, right? But like the work you're doing and the way that you're tending to folks, it shows that God designed humans to be connected, whether it's preventative because of inability, whether it's mitigating fall risks, whether it's because their feet are out of reach, whether it's because of extra care needed, you are connecting with them with the skills you've been given And it's not in a way like, ha, you can't, but it's like, let me link arms alongside you. Let me come alongside you in your journey. And in turn, that allows you to serve your family in such a reciprocal way that I think so many of us humans across the board are like, I'm not asking for help. I could do this myself. And the reality is when we allow someone to help us, we are in turn blessed because they got to help us, but they are blessed because they got to help us. Amen. Amen. So like both sides are blessed when Amen. someone stops saying, I don't need help. That is true. We always, I think that's like a part of the enemy's plan. You know, you could do everything on your own, you know, they say, but pride comes before the fall. And that's true. I mean, more oh, yes. than one, you know, <laughs> I will crash every time I think I can do it myself. 
I mean, seriously, when you actually start talking to someone, you start realizing, or you ask for help, you realize, wow, my life is so much different now. <laughs> you know? Whether I got a good word or now I feel better. It's amazing. It has been, it has been a humbling experience to be the recipient of help when I come from very stubborn genes, I can do this on my own. I can make it through. I'm strong enough. Look, I'm a hot mess without Jesus. I will let you help me any day of the week and I will be gracious and by all means come because it helps both sides. And that like serving as a foot wellness nurse is just such a unique niche that I think the world needs to know about, um, clearly, unless they're paying the big bucks for your flight and all that other fun stuff, (laughs) you are in Western PA. Do you serve a certain county area? Do you serve a certain mile radius around a certain point? Yeah, I serve Butler County, but I do go to Allegheny County, and I do, I try to stay in Butler, but I do serve other areas. But that's actually why I started the Foot Wellness Academy too, because it's so needed in the areas local to me and all across the U.S. I've had people call me um, from Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, asking for my services. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't go there. They're like, well, we don't know who to call. The visiting nurses are the one who told me to call you. And I'm like, I live in Pennsylvania. (laughs) And so that actually gave me the idea also to serve other places because I can't be everywhere, but I can teach people how to start their own business from the ground up. You know, Mm -hmm. I tell them everything because it even took me a long time to learn these things on my own. Um, Even just finding the tools to use. I mean, I bought the wrong tools like so many times. I was returning them over and over again. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And so that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to teach some other people exactly what I got, exactly what I did, and then teach them how to help their communities, help them serve the people who have not had their feet touched in a very long time, who wants to serve the people and be there for them. And I want the right people. You know what I mean? I want the right people who has a heart for it, not just doing it because, you know, I'm just doing it for money. You know, yes, that's a part of it. But it's also making that touch. We're touching these people. And so that's actually why I also added that. (laughs) I love that. Now, do they have to have, do they have to be a registered nurse or have their bachelor's in nursing? So, um, so it's not going to be as if you don't have to be certified. So basically to work on people's feet, you really don't have to be certified, which I didn't know that. Um, so I was aiming towards like healthcare professionals who were interested in doing mobile foot care services. Um, of course you'd have to check your state and see, you know, are you, you know, allowed to do this, but a lot of time it's a gray area, you know? And so, you know, just going out, I mean, this is considered ADLs, which is activity of daily living for you to help take care of the feet. It's just a normal day-to-day thing, just like getting your hair done, (laughs) you know what I mean? But there's a safety measure that comes with it. You can't just go in there without training. Um, and cause you can really do some damage. Oh yeah. And that's why it's very important to know how to properly care for people. What are the risks? What can happen if you do something wrong, but also, but realizing too, I want to do this and I can learn it. And it's better to have someone come into the home than having no one at all. So yeah. realizing you're actually a blessing to these people. You really so- are. So someone wanting this service should definitely check as if they're outside of Butler County and Western PA 
um, they should definitely check, is this person trained in any way, shape or form? Like, are they gonna cause more help or harm to me? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They get a little bit more advanced training. They don't have to be certified, but at least, I mean, it would be nice, but you don't have to be um, as long as they've had proper training. Okay. But ideally for your foot wellness Academy to work with you, you want someone with a service background, ideally medically trained who has a passion to both run their own business, but care for folks in a very Mm -hmm. tender and intentional way with Mm -hmm. safety, with professionalism. And you're going to walk them through that. Absolutely. I was even thinking about pedicurists too, possibly, because I talked to a lot of people in the salon who they don't feel comfortable when the podiatrist sends someone to the salon. They're like, we didn't have any advanced training. Some of them, I believe it was like 25 hours for feet. That's it. Mm. They're like, I don't feel comfortable. And so that's whenever this would come in too, to be able, I wouldn't mind training someone or have them take the academy also because they're allowed to work on feet. Obviously they're at a salon. So that would give them an opportunity to know really how to do it properly though. That's powerful. I really Mm -hmm. like that. Thank you. So how, um, so you do have a website and you have a Facebook business page where a lot of your before and after pictures, mm-hmm. folks can kind of get an understanding like, oh, this might be a good fit either for mm-hmm. the academy or for services. What is the website? Okay, the website on my regular website without the Facebook is www.footwellnessnurse.com. But the other one is facebook.com slash foot wellness nurse. And I don't have the Academy website up yet. I'm going to launch it very soon within this month or next month. Um, And it's called a foot wellness Academy. So anyone can reach out to me on there if they're interested. um, And then I could provide them with the link whenever the Academy um, is launched. Fantastic. And messaging on your Facebook business page is appropriate. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, I am so excited about this way that God is taking you. I think his creativity is so much more than we could have ever generated. And to, to turn your path and say, Amberlyn, look what you can do. And just, just open that. Like that's, that's so cool of him. Amen. I agree. Cause there was many times I didn't want to continue even doing a school. I was like, this is hard, Lord. But just saying yes and keep going despite the obstacles, he blesses it. Even if it takes double the amount of time. Let me let me say one thing before we end. Yes, I want to ask you for your final words. Okay, good. <laughs> one thing that really spoke to me whenever I, you know, had all my kids and I um, was off on my own, basically. I was working at the Wound Center. And I, like I said, I wanted to get into nursing. And I so I looked at the community college. And one of the ladies told me, the counselor, she says, think about this, 10 years is going to go by anyway. She says, you're either going to be in the same exact place doing the same exact thing, or you're going to be at your goal. You literally in 10 years, you're going to be at your goal. And even if you take one to two class or one to two, it doesn't even matter if it's college, just anything stepping toward your goal and learning or maybe saving money to the side because you want your business, you take maybe $100 and you keep saving and saving and saving. Eventually, whether five to 10 years, even two years, shoot, <laughs> you will be that much, you know, be that much closer to your goal. And that spoke to me so much. And I'm living proof that, thank God she told me that. Because then I was like, you know what? Because I only took two classes. I worked Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I had the four kids. And then I had the two Tuesday and Thursday, I went to school. 
Mm. And I did that. It took me about um, double the amount of time for me to finish school, but I did it. And I'm now here. And that's like, I just hope that someone can latch on to that and just say, you know what, I'm going to make that move today to at least just inch a little bit closer to your goal rather than saying, it's not time. It's not time. There's never really a perfect time. And because the goal that we are reaching for is not in reach yet, because we don't know who we are when we attain that goal, we're changing as we get there. There's no, we will never be able to say, I'm ready, I'm Hmm. equipped, I'm meant to, no. As you said, you just take that step. And every time you take one more step, you start to become that person that steps into that goal, steps into that vision, steps into that. And you kind of knew you wanted to be a business owner and you knew you wanted to be an attentive mom and wife, but what that looked like, that is a God-sized vision. That's good. Yes, you are right. (laughs) So I am so glad you were obedient to his call that you did it afraid and that now you are the owner of Foot Wellness Nurse, as well as the creator of the Foot Wellness Academy. How amazing. I'm so proud of you, girl. Thank you, Crystal. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for the honor of having you as part of this conversation. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Listeners, I hope that you enjoyed spending this time with Amberlynn as much as I did. I'm so proud of her, but I'm proud of her because I know there are parts of her story that you are resonating with. I know there are places that you're afraid. There are things that feel too big. There are voices speaking into your life saying, maybe you're not cut out. Maybe this isn't right. And they're, they're putting up walls that they have no business building. And so I just want to encourage you in this moment that it is not their business to build where you live. It is your business to step forward and step forward and ideally prayerfully and submissively saying, God, why did you create me? And what gifts have you put in me to go out and serve humanity? Because we all know that this world is a mess. You don't have to be a believer to know that this world is a mess. It is in need of a loving, servant-hearted person using their gifts, aligning with their purpose, and knowing that he is so much more creative and detail-oriented and just powerful than we could ever be. So I am glad that you stopped in. Thank you for joining this conversation. And please check out the notes so you can get in contact with Ms. Amberlynn. Take care, listeners. Thank you for joining this Crystal Conversation, the place where stories of growth and resiliency are authentically shared in order to encourage and equip you to own the value of your journey. If you've been inspired or learned something new, please feel free to share the love and tell someone about these Crystal Conversations. If you know you're helping, health or human facing organization or group would benefit from growth-minded resiliency content, Stop by crystalmcfadden.com for more information. And once again, this is Crystal McFadden reminding you that your steps matter and thanking you so much for joining me during this Crystal Conversation.